Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Are you trying to connect with your path in life? Do you have a hard time trusting your gut? Do you wonder why you keep attracting the same type of relationship energy? Do you wonder what intuition is and how it works? Get ready for the Elise Intuition Radio Show, hosted by Dr. Elise Holland. This globally syndicated radio show is empowering you to transform your life by connecting with your higher self through intuition, meditation, and mindfulness in all areas of your life. Coming to you live on Blog Talk Radio, this hit show is tailor-made to help you realize your full potential through body, mind, and spirit. Dr. Elise brings her knowledge, experience, and sense of humor to each show while introducing you to guests from all over the world who are experts in the fields of spirituality, energy healing, holistic wellness, alternative medicine, and nutrition. Call in with your questions or share some of your own experiences in connection with your intuition and emotional healing. The Elise Intuition Radio Show starts now. Here's your host, Dr. Elise. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Elise Intuition Radio Show. Today, we have Beverly Starley here with us to discuss eating disorders and anorexia. But before we get into the show, let me share a little bit with you about Beverly Shirley with you. Beverly Shirley has been an independent researcher of the mind for over 20 years, and she has developed a nine-step process called My Envisioned Mind, in which you can find at www.myenvisionedmind.com. Let's welcome Ms. Beverly Clearly to the Elise Intuition Radio Show. You've got me from Australia. Yes, all from Australia. Oh, my gosh. Welcome to the show. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) So how's the weather there? Well, we're coming into winter, but we've got these mild summer. uh, It's cold, and the the wind factor is cold, but we have the sun come out for a few hours. So every time, every day, I do a thing called earthing, so every day in the mm-hmm. sun, I uh, go out with bare feet and sit on the ground and meditate. And I'll sit with my feet on the ground and meditate. And I tune into the earth and the energies. And also it gives me that 10 to 20 minutes of the sunshine for getting my vitamin D. <laughs> so that's what I, I... It's so important. You have to have your feet in the ground to connect to the earth's energy. You have to. We live so separate from the earth. Wow. So that's grounding. That's what earthing is called. Yes, it's grounding to the earth, going bare feet on the ground. You can, uh, if you type in earthing, you can get information on it. See, we have rubber soled shoes and um, ru- and plastic shoes, and the earth is um, ley lines and 
uh, energy, and we know rubber and plastic stop electricity coming through because that's why you have rubber over your electricity cords in your house because they're an insulator. So if we're wearing um, rubber shoes or plastic shoes, we're not insulated to the earth. We're not connected to the earth. I mean, all native societies, we're, we're barefoot. And then uh, we had leather shoes. Leather's good. But since rubber came in, we're not connecting ourselves to the earth. And it's a separation from it. So, um, you know, I mean, when you walk down the beach in the sand, you feel fabulous. It's the same thing. Thank you so much for sharing that pearl of wisdom with us. Man, this is a treat. Yes. I I do all sorts of unusual things. Um, My intuition... um, really kicked in when I started having uh, flashbacks to my childhood trauma. See, trauma or adversity hyper arouses you. And then um, you get things uh, from the uh, around you because you're super aware. And when I started working with people, because you're taught to sit in the open position, you know, with no crossed arms or anything like that, and directly opposite the person, I found that um, I was getting what they call right brain, right brain communication with my clients. If things would pop into my head, I'd get pictures. And then I read up on it, and this is an interesting thing you can all try to see whether um, you're a little bit aware of it, but most mothers pick their babies up um, in their left arm. So when you pick up a newish born baby and you in your left arm and you look into their eyes because that's what we always do look into the baby's eyes and face you will notice that the pupils of the baby's eyes get bigger and smaller that baby is right brain right brain communicating with you before they even have language and it's a, a skill and ability we have with our education the put downs on women etc etc um, I mean, I used to have a husband, if I ever said anything like that, he'd oh, what do you think you can do that, do you? So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but now I'm free of all that. I can, uh, I mean, a lot of your women can relate to that one. <laughs> um, and allowing <laughs> yourself, <laughs> allowing yourself to um, be aware that you have these skills and abilities and being able to tune into them. And that's what I've uh, really done. I did a massage course. And I found that I could get pictures and thoughts from the person's body while I was massaging them. So that was another intuitive thing I was able to do. So I I highly developed it. And every counsellor, everyone should be doing this because you need to tune in to the person you're working with. Let them tell you in their body language and their right brain thinking what is going on in their life, not just listen to the words. Right. So... In your own words, you know, today we are going to be looking a little bit further into food addictions, eating disorders, and holistic nutrition. So in your own words, what are your definitions of food addictions and eating disorders? Well, to start with, with food um, addictions, they all come from emotional um, abuse, trauma. I'll give you an example. I had um, a woman who was addicted to chocolate biscuits. Every time she got emotionally upset, she would go in and eat packets of chocolate biscuits. Couldn't stop herself. And when we asked to look into this, why she was doing it with my work, Mind, Vision, Mind, uh, she actually um, connected to the little girl. She actually saw her in a mind as a holograph because that's what we're able to do with my work. 
And what happened is her father was very violent with the mother and he used to beat her up and then she'd go and hide in the bedroom and put the blanket over her head so she couldn't hear the mother and the father. And when it all quietened down, she would go out into the kitchen and grab a packet of uh, chocolate biscuits and just eat and eat and eat them. So you will find that a food addiction has some emotional tie to you. And when you get that trigger, you will, um, of some form of emotion, negative emotion, you will want to eat the food, which relates to the comfort food at, at that time, what you use. So... Um, with my work, we look at any form of food addictions, but with anorexia and eating disorders, that's all about control. Uh, with my, my clients, the, the core is that this is one way they have absolutely control. And you'll notice with anorexia, the third world countries don't have it because they're, they're eating to survive. It's only in first world countries when you can choose to eat or not. Um, there's the anorexia and those uh, bulimia and that come out. So with anorexia it's control. That's one thing they can control if their whole world is out of it, out of control and that is their eating and what they put in their mouth. And a lot of the times that stems very much back to childhood. Um, I can um, give you an example of the first client I ever had with anorexia. I was dealing with depression, anxiety, stress and I was running women's groups in a women's centre and one of the women came up and said, look, you're helping all of us in this group and some of us have bipolar and schizophrenia and you, um, all sorts of problems with depression, anxiety, stress. She said, my niece has just come out of hospital with anorexia. She's had it for 20-odd years. And she said, will you see them? And I said, I don't know anything about um, anorexia, except I was on the committee uh, with other not-for-profit organisations because uh, I was the chair of it, and we met we met once a month to discuss the sector. And anyhow, she said, please, please go and see her. So arrangements was, and I went and knocked on the woman's door because this was very early in my, I didn't have um, premises or anything. And I knocked on her door and uh, she invited me in. She's actually in my e-book, which I'll give you the connections to in a little bit. Her name is Paula. And we went and sat in the kitchen table and I said to her, um, tell me about your anorexia. I never looked at a book, I never studied, I never did anything. I went in there with a clean, open mind. And she said to me, mm -hmm. I get hungry and I go to the fridge to eat and a voice in my head comes in and controls me and I'm not allowed to eat. Now, to me, I just said piece of cake because I worked with people with multiple... One of the group I worked with was people with multiple personalities, dissociative identity disorder. And they all have voices in their head. So what I was able to do with this with Paula was we connected and healed that part of her what wanted the control. And within three sessions, even though she'd had it for nearly 20 years, anorexia, she was completely well and off her sleeping tablets and everything else and raring to go with her life. So that was the first person mm -hmm. I'd ever met since then. I've with quite a few anorexia bulimic. And uh, it's a fascinating disorder. And this mm -hmm. leads on to your next question. <laughs> yeah, my next question, you're very intuitive. We're definitely in sync here. Why is it so hard to heal anorexia? Is this something that could be alleviated for life? Yes, absolutely, positively, 150%. It can be 
um, dealt with. See, what the problem is, is that uh, counsellors and psychologists and that are, are very, very well-meaning, but unfortunately they use words. Now, this is the difference between my work uh, called Mind, Vision, Mind, is that mm -hmm. because it's uh, abuse, trauma, an emotional um, issue of a person, the the trauma, the, I'll, I'll just go into my little spiel. Your mind is geared for survival. So as you know, we have the flight, fight, freeze mechanism. So anything bad what happens to you, your brain says danger, danger. And the whole scenario of what happened to you, and I use the example of you're three years old and your big brother drops a hairy spider on you and you run around screaming, that's danger to you. So the whole scenario of you running around screaming bypasses the logic part of the brain and goes into the limbic system, which is the emotional seat of the brain. Now, every time you see a spider, it activates the trauma um, in, um, mechanism because it's danger, because it was to you at three, and it replays that... Um, DVD of you running around screaming and then all the emotions flood through. Now, if this happens over a time, you become phobic, you have phobias and panic attacks, etc. So I work in the limbic system. No one's ever done it to this degree in the world. I'm, it's taken me 20 years to do it. Nine years, excuse me, <coughs> the university, volunteering all over the place and studying. <coughs> and um, the limbic system is a fascinating thing. It doesn't have a language. It's always in kitchen. So I know you keep talking about your process of my envisioned mind. You know, you have a process yeah. to help others with, with eating disorders and just, you know, controlling the mind as it relates to food or nutrition. What is this process and, and how does your process help others specifically? What happens is that um, because uh, mind, vision, mind is working with the limbic system, we don't talk. I do not have to know all your life history and if you hate your parents or whatever because talking will not change the pictures in the limbic system. The limbic system is a complete individual sector of your brain and it is not connected to the talking part of your brain. So it doesn't matter how much you talk about something, it does not change the pictures in your mind and it's the pictures in the limbic system what keep all your traumas and abuse and your negative emotions locked into you. And the other thing about the limbic system is it doesn't have a clock in there. So you can be, it has no concept of time because this is um, uh, danger, emergency. So um, you could be three years old and have the, the spider fear and you could be 93 years old and still have the fear of spiders because there's no time in the limbic system. So what I've done is I've integrated this knowledge of the limbic system that only came out in the 1995, something like that, when they had PET scans uh, machines where they could trace where uh, trauma was going into the mind. That's when they first found out it was in the limbic system. And then I've integrated um, psychosynthesis, which works with subpersonalities. So it's a nine-step formula, and the first four steps is making your mind safe and happy. 
and um, you, and I do it all with guided visualizations as a formula. And then you um, you start in the next step, number five, is meeting the healing, the part of you. So once you've got this beautiful place in your mind set up and in your and it's safe, you then can go in and meet the different parts of you, and they appear as a holograph, and you can actually see with them, see them, and talk to them in your mind. And and that's when uh, Paula, when she found out that the one who was controlling her, she met her, and she was only three, and she would be locked in trauma from three, and that's what she did. She controlled her. See, with also with eating wow. disorders is. Yeah, so with it, um, three-year-old little girls are very, very powerful, intuitive little girls, little things. They're wonderful little creatures. Though I wouldn't know because I had four sons, but <laughs> that's what I found. So what happens is, uh, is that something bad happens to you up until the age of seven, and this is where you create your subpersonalities, your ego states, your personalities, and from then on your, uh, your personality is set and you move on. So with anorexia, with Paula, something happened at three. We did not ever have to find out exactly what it is. She had no memory of it. So, um, which is the beauty of this, um, by meeting the subpersonality, you don't have to go into what happened, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're just meeting the part and healing it. So um, what happened is that when Paula went into, so this little one was created to do with control. So when Paula went into puberty, her body was out of control because she got breasts and had menstruation and that sort of thing. And this three-year-old mm-hmm. came forward as extremely strong because the body was out of control and being only three and that concept, she thought it was because uh, they were overeating, that type of thing. So she was forcing the body to starve because she, she believed that the body was out of control. So when she, Paula met this little three-year-old and healed her, and uh, she agreed to cooperate, and we did, we healed her, and um, she then gave up her control. And there was a few other little things we did, and uh, Paula never had anorexia again, and that was 10, 15 years ago. So um, wow. it's, uh, my work is radical. It's gentle, very, very gentle. And, but it's powerful because we're dealing with something which is in the limbic system, in the, it's in picture form. I mean, when you've been in abused and that sort of thing, you don't want to have to talk it over and over and over again. You, and, and this is what happens in talk therapy, is um, you understand what's happened to you and you haven't um, come to terms with it but it still doesn't take the pictures and the negative emotions out of your mind. And that's what my work's done. Never before in the world. It took me 20 years to do it. And um, now I'm getting it out. This is why I talk to wonderful people like you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So, you know, I know you're big on on talk therapy, and and talk therapy is something that, you know, I, I really enjoy. I don't think that, um, to talk therapy is something that should be done for like a, an entire session. But in some ways, you know, um, in my background of life coaching, uh, intuitive life coaching, sometimes there are certain stories that need to be charted and shared. Yes. Um, so, yes. you know, can you just 
clarify with us? You know, I'm going to ask the question so that we can make sure you can give us an example of what you're saying so we can just clarify for our audience. What advice would you have for others who may be interested in talk therapy to support clients that may have that may have eating disorders or some type of addiction? Well, it, I believe it's good to talk about it. Um, most people I get uh, with working with eating disorders is they've already had years of talk therapy with psychologists and counselors. Most of them have read every book under the sun uh, to understand their own disorder. And um, like Paula, she'd had the disorder for nearly 20 years. She'd been in and out of hospitals. She'd had um, counselors, uh, therapists, counselors, and none of them could get to the core, which is what my work did. So talking is good because it helps you understand. And a lot of the times it's the only person who's ever listened to you about it. You know, because the mm -hmm. family says, well, you just eat, you know, what's all this big fuss about, you know, and to have someone to talk this over with, which I do on a, uh, a limited way with all my clients. I talk because you have to, uh, and that's how we communicate. But then the intuition and the, uh, them going, setting their mind up to be safe and happy, them meeting and healing the parts of them. And you can take Anything negative, whatever happened to you, can be taken out of your mind with this process. And then it no longer uh, interferes in your life, and then you move on. Okay. Thank you so much for, for clarifying that with, with us. You know, um, it, it totally makes sense. It's all about what you're focusing on in the session, it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. So what advice would you have for holistic nutritionists or other professionals who are supporting clients using a holistic approach? Well, um, it's, in nutrition, is other than getting the, the person well with the negative emotions, nutrition is everything. Now, they've just, um, in the last few years, because the trouble with Western medicine is they're very separatist. People specialize in, you know, you have the heart case, the, um, the cancer, the pancreas, you know, and they specialize in things. And there's not very much crossover. But then there was a study done by a group of people who found, who were studying the gut. And um, the gut has more neurotransmitters than the brain. Can you imagine that? It, um, wow. It's about 80, yeah. And there's a special nerve called the vagus nerve, which communicates 80% from the gut to the brain and 20% from the brain to the gut. And it communicates with it. And you know how you get that gut feeling? That's coming from your gut. Your gut has a brain. And um, in your, with the being 80% of your immune system and then the serotonin and the dopamine, what you need to, over, to have happiness, is created in the gut. So it's mm -hmm. so, so, so important to get onto your prebiotics, your biotics, your enzymes, your um, raw foods. You need to get your gut working correctly because if you do not, you will never feel better. You have to get it going. So uh, there's, for depression and for anything, your gut needs to be... Um, uh, tuned in and uh, we have more bacteria cells in our body 
then we have, which is in the gut, then we have human cells. There's billions of them. And there's hundreds and hundreds of different healthy bacteria in our gut. And we need to keep them healthy. So we, you really need to study holistically what is needed to get your gut working. And, um, and that help also helps your mind. It's the, the connection is still there. Absolute connection. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. So is there anything else you would like to share with us about what you're doing to help others? How can people work with you, book you for any services, or is there anything you would like to promote with the world? Well, thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Uh, I have a, a wellness kit for anorexia where you can work by yourself um, with videos and everything. I also do one-on-one on Skype and Zoom. Uh, I have a... Come onto the website, mindvisionmind.com backslash books, and I have an e-book on eating disorders and anorexia. And I'm just releasing a book now called uh, The Boy Who Thought He Was a Dog, which is literally true and uh, about this young man. So what um, happens... This book is all about... Uh, cases I've had and the unusual things that people believe uh, they are or how they store things in their mind and how your upbringing could distort your uh, your belief of yourself and what you are capable of doing. So what I'm doing, because of the coronavirus, uh, what I've done is I've written a, a wellness kit called um, Overcoming Sadness, it's S-A-A-D-N-E-S, and it's to help alleviate stress, anxiety, anger, and depression. Now, what's happening, mm-hmm. if you come onto the website and go, you know, Mind, Vision, Mind, Backslash Books, if you purchase the ebook, which is $6 something American, I will give you the um, Overcoming Sadness um, kit. And that's my contribution to um, people being locked in and losing jobs and and, um, I mean we're just getting out of our uh, lockdowns now here in Australia we've gone from level 3 to level 2 so um, we're allowed to go shopping and the hotels aren't opening up so you can have a meal and a drink we still can't go to the sports or uh, something like that and the most we can ever have now is 20 people where it used to be 2 so we're slowly easing off we may have one or two a day or a week with the with the coronavirus now. So, but people, you know, they've lost jobs. Uh, the, the stress is incredible. And also, there's a lot of domestic violence happening at the moment because everyone's locked in and the tempers run short. So I've included anger in the in the kit so that um, in, it will help you alleviate. And what it does is it gives you a tool you can use for the rest of your life. And um, if we had, if I had another time with you, which I'd love to do, I could actually give a process, um, the first step of my work, which is a tool you can use for the rest of your life to overcome any negative emotions. And it only takes a few minutes to work at any time. So I can talk people and they can talk them through as a guided visualization. And uh, they can do it while I'm talking with, with you and with them. And then they will have this tool for the rest of their life to help them through any difficult times. 
So um, just come on the website, look for the books, and um, from there you can book in to talk to me. I do Skype and um, Zoom with clients anywhere in the world. We've just got to get the times right. <laughs> so, and um, normally within 10 hours of therapy, the person's well. Uh, my my average is uh, 10, 10 hours of therapy in the anorexia and the depression and PTSD. That's another thing my work does, and I wish I could get into the soldiers in America and that, is that in 10 hours of therapy, their PTSD is done. There'll be no more suicides, no more of the horrendous problems they have. So um, sometimes people need more than the 10 hours because you're looking at low self-esteem and how to live their life without the disorder so they can go on. Um, I look at um, a, a three-month process so that they can have the therapy. I send um, blogs and little e-books I've written on health and all that sort of thing. So they get a holistic viewpoint. And I'm always available for email support or ring up an emergency. So I don't like to see anyone suffer or have um, blocks and they can't get well. And you can't get well. There's nothing that's ever happened to you that cannot be removed from your mind. The, the next wow. Um, I'm very thank you so much it. for sharing. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that with us. We would love to have you back on the show. We we would even love to have you, you know, um maybe conduct some type of uh, webinar to, you know, to where, you know, we, we could promote it for you to see and have people learn more about the type of work that you do, even with the PTSD. So definitely yeah. let um, our team know. So we, when, when those opportunities come available, we will definitely reach out to you and let you know. Yes, I would love it if you could set up a webinar and I, I come on board and do it because um, I'm, a in, I'm an indivi- independent researcher. I've done all this research. Uh, I went to uni at 48 because I got um, diagnosed. I was having flashbacks to horrendous child abuse and uh, the doctors said to me, you're hallucinating, you've got hysteronic personality disorder, here's your heavy drugs. No such thing of what you're talking about as flashbacks. And they put me on like schizophrenic medication. And um, and I I took it for a little while because it slowed down the flashbacks because they were so overwhelming. And I thought, this, this, I'm not going to live my life the rest of this. And so I fought. And I set the adult re-entry exam, which you can do in Australia. Uh, and I got in, even though I left school at 14 with no tertiary education. And when I got into uni, I didn't even know how to write an essay. So I had a, a good friend who supported, who was an English teacher, who supported me. And she said, this is how you write an essay, Beverly. And she taught me. And um, so I did nine years and got four degrees. And I volunteered everywhere, went everywhere I could because I had to get myself sane because I was, you know, to stop the flashbacks and get myself well. And that's how I found psychosynthesis. That's how I found everything. University didn't get, give me what I needed. It taught me to study and it gave me degrees after your name. As you know, you have to have degrees. You've got to show that you've done the work. But it's my private study. And there's been no peers, no organization, nobody supporting me. I've been doing it all on my own because it's my drive. This is my life's work. 
And um, wow. I don't have, I've been, I've done it all on a disability pension. Uh, in Australia, you get a, a very small pension. I think you call it social security. And I've got social security mm-hmm. housing. So I have a little one bedroom unit and the government gives me a, a minimum a very minimum wage and my whole life has been studying and I've been doing it on my own. So now that I'm reaching out, now it's a completed process. I have hundreds of clients have got well. I'm reaching out to the world to connect to people who have got connections because you know it's always who you know. And um, I've spent thousands with internet marketers and and they don't work. Uh, So that's why I come on the podcast and like talking to you is to reach out to people and uh, get my work out. And it's who you know, you know, the group of people you're associated with. We are interested in definitely helping you further your life purpose and the message and the work that you're doing. So thank you. Beverly, it's been a pleasure having you on the radio show. We consider you as a friend of the show. So thank you. Yes. And thank you very much for having me. It's time for a break. We're going to take a quick break, and when we return, I will be sharing messages from the angels. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Learn the secrets to awaken your own financial genius. Mark Jackson II has written an Amazon International bestseller, Read Me or Stay Broke. This gripping story does the impossible marvelously. This book entertains and educates the reader. The book transforms the reader with an emotional journey filled with dynamic financial discoveries. In an effort to pay his dying mother's medical bills, Josh has burned the candle at both ends for far too long. In a last-ditch effort to stay afloat, he works even harder while his boss is breathing down his neck, exhausted and desperate, Josh comes to a simple realization. He is broke and out of options. Until one day, a mysterious woman offers him a challenge. Her company offers him the chance to learn the powerful money secrets of the rich secrets that have built fortunes for centuries but were always hidden from the public. But there's a catch. If Josh can complete the challenge, his mother's bills will be paid in full, fail, and she will die in debt. In his darkest moment, Josh agrees to the challenge. You will learn side by side with Josh as he is exposed to the seven mentors, savings, debt, credit, taxes, business, stocks, and real estate investing. The seven keys to wealth building. To save his mother's life, all he needs to do is listen, learn, and apply the secrets from each lesson. Will he be able to learn all the secrets in time? Can he complete the challenge in time to save his mother? This powerful story will keep you on the edge of your seat. You can get your copy on Amazon.com. Do you want to stay connected to Mark Jackson II? You can find him on Facebook under Mark Sweeney Jackson or www.facebook.com forward slash Mark Jackson 2. And read me or stay broke at www.facebook.com forward slash read me or stay broke. Mark 2 is also on Instagram under Mark's Jackson 2 and read me or stay broke. Lastly, you can find him on Twitter under at Mark Jackson 2. 
In today's global economy, tutoring is beginning to get the respect and recognition it deserves. Tutoring can be a rewarding field for stay-at-home moms, retired workers, and people with technical skills. Due to budget cuts, high teacher-student ratios, and the No Child Left Behind NCLB Act, it's also an area that is booming for classroom teachers, whether they want to try tutoring in the classroom or start their own private tutoring practice. With these type of tutoring opportunities, it is crucial to have a blueprint to follow so that individuals can start out with good information and build a reputation as an educator that delivers data-driven results. In the number one source for tutors and tutor business owners, Dr. Holland Johnson's Becoming a Better Tutor, a data-driven approach to tutoring, tutor consultant, Dr. Holland delivers her field-tested advice so that you can find your tutoring niche and predict your chances for success as a tutor, market your tutoring practice to attract clients, apply the Dr. Holland Johnson's tutoring framework for effective tutoring sessions, apply the Dr. Holland Johnson's in-class tutoring method, conduct tutoring consultations and master tutoring interviews, determine the type of tutor in which you'll need to be for clients, accurately track your client's progress, acquire know-how for starting and managing your tutoring practice, and dozens of other strategies you will need to be successful in the tutoring industry. Take a data-driven approach to either tutoring in the classroom or building your tutoring practice to help your clients. By putting new strategies and proven methods in your toolkit, you'll quickly find the path that leads to becoming a better tutor. You can get your copy of Dr. Holland Johnson's Becoming a Better Tutor, a data-driven approach to tutoring on Amazon.com or submit your book order at orders at iGlobalEducation.com. We're back on the Elise Intuition Radio Show with Dr. Elise. While we were on break, I intuitively selected two postcards from the Spirit using the Colette Barron's Read System. Let me share them with you. Dear Stu, there are times you get lost but refuse to see your part in things. Happens to everyone. Something feels familiar but sort of off. If you're feeling confused, it's best to throw away that map you're using, which only lets you navigate based on your past experiences. That isn't what you need right now. Instead, take a deep breath and open to the truth. A desire to stay in denial means that part of you doesn't want to be responsible for the pattern that's shown up in your life. Yes, this is the right time to wake up and start again. By the way, you will always get another chance. You have unlimited chances to start again. We love you so much. We really do. Be gentle with yourself. Coming out of denial is like being temporarily blinded by super bright lights. Allow your eyes to adjust. Carry on, special one. A beautiful life awaits. Loving you so much. So, guys, you know, this is a beautiful message to get from the spirit because, you know, we are living in times where, you know, we're having to really connect with the divine. And some of the themes that I'm seeing that many of you are still working through um, in terms of soul lessons are uh, working with forgiveness and judgment. Forgiveness, I acknowledge that harboring resentment blocks the flow of love. You want to make sure that you are not only forgiving others, but also forgiving yourself. And, you know, denial, that message that came in uh, from this divine spirit is just letting you know, you know, you have permission to allow yourself to feel what you are going through. 
Um, it's okay to feel that, but not to stay in that energy. You have to continue to move forward. Judgment. I understand that everyone has their own unique path and challenges. Sometimes, you know, we have to kind of take a step back and recognize that, you know, we're all kind of sort of living in glass mirrors. You know, people who live in uh, glass houses should not be throwing stones. We are all here to learn. We all have uh, shortcomings and things where we have fallen short of the glory. So we have no room, no room to judge others, but we need to understand that we have our own unique paths, our own unique challenges to kind of help us learn and grow. Two other messages that came in, guys, from the archangels is uh, talking about acceptance. And then there, there's something that you are working towards and the angels are giving you signs of letting you know you are moving in the right direction of whatever this decision that I see that you have to navigate. Yes, the signs you've been receiving are heaven sent. We drop feathers, coins, and other signs upon your path to remind you that you're loved and never alone. Acceptance. See yourself and others through the eyes of the angels with unconditional love and acceptance. In this way, you inspire and lift everyone to their highest potential. So, guys, when it comes to, you know, you going through your life challenges as well as you experiencing your life blessings, it's important to recognize that your position with God has not changed. No matter what you have gone through, no matter what you're going through, your position with God has not changed, okay? If you would like to contact me, you can go to our Healing Center's website, www.elisehealingcenter.com, or find us on Facebook at Elise Spiritual Healing and Wellness Center. If you have any questions, then send them to me at AskDrElise at gmail.com, and I will answer them via video response on my YouTube channel. Share out this episode to family, friends, colleagues, and coworkers. If you are interested in learning about your life intuitively, then subscribe to my YouTube channel, Arizona Elise, to get your monthly intuitive reading and intuitive career and abundance reading by birth sign. If you are interested in learning about your life from an astrological perspective, then subscribe to my YouTube channel, Astro Elise, to get your monthly historic forecast by birth sign, weekly reading and insight, spiritual knowledge, and so much more. Join us every first and third Wednesdays of the month at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Elise Intuition Radio Show. Have a great week. I'll see you back here next time. Remember, you are loved, you are valued, and you are competent. You've been listening to the Elise Intuition Radio Show, hosted by Dr. Elise Holland. This hit show comes to you live every third Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Blog Talk Radio. Each show is empowering you to transform your life by connecting with your higher self through intuition, meditation, and mindfulness in all areas of your life. If you've missed any part of this show or want to find out more about Dr. Elise, visit Elise healingcenter.com that's elise healingcenter.com
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.